One time I was going to the 92nd Street Y to watch Sanaa speak. You know, I said to Questlove, I was like, hey, you want to roll with me to support Sanaa? I was like, I have, I can get you a ticket and we can just roll together or whatever. So we show up at the event. Girl, I show up at this event and there's like a velvet rope and they see Questlove and they're like, Questlove, please come with me. And they literally closed the rope on me. I was like, <laughs> he is literally my guest. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Core Self Podcast. I'm Mona Vand. And I'm Chloe Flower. And it is April. <laughs> <laughs> what do we say next after? I don't know what to say. <laughs> it is April, guys. It guys, is April. it's April again. And, you know, it's beautiful here in New York. Like, it has been frigid and now it's stunning. Oh my gosh, I took Michael's nieces shopping over the weekend because they're Aww. they're going to Italy on a school trip and so I wanted to style them. How um, lucky are they? Girl, I wanted to like cry. I was like everywhere I went, I was like, and you know me and my big puffers. Yeah. <laughs> I was like bumping into people. Like it Your was big like, bags. I know my big bags, everything huge, oversized. So it was like, don't go to Soho right now. It's crazy. Do you think you'll always you guys will always be in New York or do you just think it's totally open? It's open. I think like I'm all we're always evolving, right? Yeah. And so you know, I went to LA for a while, which is where I met you. And then when I came back to New York, it, I loved it. But I would never want to live in LA right now. It's like right. when I lived in LA, I loved LA. So I think about like how I never wanted to move to New York from LA. I can't imagine you're such a New York person. I now. am such a New York person yeah. now. But I remember like, I will say I didn't have I had some friendships there, some falling outs. And I feel like I didn't I have such authentic friendships in New York, and that's one thing I noticed. But I do, I do think like different people bring out different sides of you. Different cities bring out different sides in you. Mm -hmm. Like even my European friends, I felt like it was just yeah. Well, that's how we met in LA. Yeah, we met in LA, and that's how we became friends. We weren't really friends. We weren't that close in LA. We became close after you mm -hmm. moved to New York. Yeah, we definitely weren't close. And then when you came to actually when you came to Mexico, I, and that was I think the first time I really felt like I got to know you. Yes. After that. You came to New York and stayed with me and we had so much fun. And yeah, I, I think that was kind of the beginning of our friendship, even though we had known each other for a long time because we were in completely different friend groups, completely different friend yeah. groups. When I first met you, I was in a very different friend group. Mm -hmm. By the end of me living in L.A., like that era, I hung out with your friend. Like That group became my friend group yeah. even more. Are they the best? Love them. <laughs> it felt a little more just like family, yeah. chill. Um, I was just aligned more. And I think you do evolve mm -hmm. and grow. Maybe my friendships that I had before served me in a different way. But one of the things I really loved about our friendship was, I don't know what, you just make me feel very not judged, very comfortable. And we just really just have these like great conversations where we can just say whatever and you feel like heard and seen by your friend, which I think is so important. Yeah, definitely. And I think the judging thing, I think that is a huge barrier in friendships because when you feel like someone's going to judge you, you don't want to be honest. You don't want to say the truth. You want to sugarcoat things. And sometimes we're just working out our own feelings and we're just questioning like, should I be saying this? Should I be eating this? Should I be doing this? And you just want to kind of get a second opinion, right? And without being judged. Um, yes. And I think that's probably why, like, you know, when you go to church and you do those confessionals, that's why they're so popular. Cause yeah, because you, you can't face. see. Yeah, you can't see the person. Yeah. And so I think, friend, like, what is the point of having a friendship if you're not going to be able to be honest and 100%. not be judged? Like, I always say safe zone. Friendships are safe zone. Like, you can say anything you want and, like, I won't hold it against you, you know? Are you like, are you like that with all of your friends or does it, is it only certain friends where you feel like you can just really say anything? You know, there are, I think some people are more sensitive than others. Cause like we said, we're all snowflakes. So some of my friends will be 
hypersensitive. And so you don't want to, you, you want to say things in a delicate way. But all of my closest inner circle friends, like I feel like I can say anything to and they can say anything to me. But my dad always told me there's a nice pie. And like a nice pie slash friendship pie, however you want to define it in the moment. But there's only a few, enough slices for a certain number of people. And you have to be really conscious of who you give that slice to. And so I've been really lately been really careful about who my inner circle is. So I have like tons of friends. Right. But I don't FaceTime with everybody. I don't like talk to people on the phone. Like I don't text a lot of people. I have like 700 unread text messages, too. Like I'm really horrible about that. But I think who I spend the most time with, like on FaceTime or on the phone or speaking to or, you know, texting, whatever the mode is, that's like kind of my inner circle. That's how I feel, too. And I have like my group of close friends, but then even within them, mm -hmm. I mean, there's probably like five or four girls, I would say. But even within them, there's like two or three or two that I talk to more, like you being one of them. Mm -hmm. Because it takes a lot for me to really feel safe and comfortable yeah. and just to be able to be myself. There's some things that I've only told you and Erica and no one else. Mm -hmm, and same. I don't know what, right? I just feel safest. Yeah. And I've definitely had friendships. I don't know if you have. I mean, I think there's an element of toxicity to it where there was almost like a control aspect, like where one person where I, I didn't have as much control and it did feel Almost like, I don't know, this is really interesting. Earlier before we started recording, we were talking about how someone told you all friendships are transactional. Yes. And with this, and I was like, and I don't I was know. so upset. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't think our friendship is transactional. Mm -hmm. I don't think my friendship with Erica is transactional. But there but was this <laughs> Just want your good energy. Yes. That's all I ask. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the punchline. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> there was this one friendship I had where there was kind of like a, she was really in control she was in a place in her life where she had, I would say, more access to things, like more money. And I was like really just happy to be her friend because I got to do these cool. I liked her a lot as a person. But the fact that she was kind of the boss in the friendship, you know, when it's almost like in high school, Mean Girls. But this was as an adult. Yeah. And I was OK with it. I was like, OK, well, I know she likes to, but I don't care. Like, I'm just having fun until it wasn't okay with me anymore. And so there that's the only one of the only friendships I had where it was kind of a weird give and take, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Have you ever had one of those? I think definitely, you know, a lot of my friends in LA are celebrities and that's just right. kind of the nature of who I hang out with. Like I kind of become friends with who I'm most around and being in the studio with Babyface, like there's celebrities that come through and I go to events that are full of celebrities and that just becomes my friendship. So as a non-celebrity and being friends with a celebrity in 2010 when I first moved there, I think there was definitely a little, I experienced a similar dynamic. Yes, like, mine was a celebrity as well. Oh, yeah. So yeah, like you're it makes just, sense. You know, you're, you know, it's just like a different time in your lives. You're at a different point. And, you know, whether you want to be um, a public figure or not, there's definitely, it's definitely an interesting dynamic when you're friends with a big celebrity. Yes. Um, because things are not even. That's just the fact. It's right? just a fact. Right. Like when you go to a party with a celebrity, an A-list celebrity, you are not treated the same way. So I don't really I, I never had a problem with that because like I don't it didn't bother me. But I can see where that could be hard, you know, especially in like this culture where now everybody's kind of a celebrity. Right. right. This was also. Yeah. Now it's a little bit different. Yeah. So. I think it's fine when the person that you're friends with, like the celebrity or let's say the more popular, whatever, the person with more money, whoever kind of has the, the, 
control leverage, I would say. When they're a kind person and it's a real friendship, Mm -hmm. I think that, of course, there might be feelings of envy, whatever you feel, but maybe it's okay. Whereas ours just got a little bit too controlling where she was trying, it was like, it was her way or the highway. Yeah. And I think once I was like, you know, you agree, no one can last. And it's almost like a marriage. Yeah. Right. You can only put up with it for so long. And then you're like, this isn't okay. And then when you don't go along with it, the friendship or marriage ends. And that's exactly what happened. And there's like no separate, like to me, like a toxic friendship is the same as a toxic relationship, right? Like they're both toxic. And it's like, you need to not have any toxicity. One time I was going to the 92nd Street Y to watch Sanaa speak. You know, I said to Questlove, I was like, hey, you want to roll with me to support Sanaa? I was like, I have, I can get you a ticket and we can just roll together or whatever. So we show up at the event and I have to submit the name of my guest. So I submit Questlove's name because it's like ticketed, you know, 92nd yeah, yep. Street Y has like seats. Girl, I show up at this event and there's like a velvet rope to get into the actual theater and... They see Questlove and they're like, Questlove, please come with me. And they literally closed the rope on me. I was like, (laughs) he is literally my guest. (laughs) Like, What in the actual? Like, you know what I mean? And so like you experience those things and you just have to like laugh at them. But they're like, they're not like fought. It's not like I was like, yay, I'm so glad I got shut out. But they treated me like fungus, you know, and it was like I was a piece of fungus. And so those kind of things just happen. But do you ever feel like your your actual friendships with celebrity, have they ever like... Like, let's say they're like, I want to go here to eat. So this is where we're going. Or like, it's their decision, not yours. Or have they always been even? Have you ever been in a toxic one? You know, actually, like my most toxic friendships have been non-celebrities. Who's been your most toxic? Like, what's what's one that you were like, I have to get out of this friendship? Like relationship or friendship? Friendship. You know, friendships are interesting because you when they're toxic, I think because you don't have the like the oxytocin feelings with them. There's so much more. You put up with so much more. And you don't necessarily, it's like a slow burn that you don't really realize until later. And I think one of my most toxic friendships was the person who, I'm like a giver. So like I love giving and I'm like generous. And so there was one friend who just would take and take and take to the point where like it was, like at some point I found myself paying her rent. Oh, wow. You know, like she moved into my apartment and then I left and moved to New York and I was still paying her rent in L.A., of my apartment. And I just felt like it was always me giving and then it was always her backstabbing me. So it's like I didn't even get like a friendship out of it. I And so it was that was one of the hardest friendships I ever had. I think that the, the injustice I felt like I knew that she was spreading lies about me because we were no longer friends because wow. I wasn't giving her what she needed. I wasn't supporting her anymore. She was spreading lies about me to my friends. And, you know, I called Deepak about it. That was one of our first therapy sessions. And I was like, what do I do? And he was like, release it. That's like, what he said. Release it. I was it? like, babe, but like how? Like how? And so that was I had to just let it go. You know, I so I just stopped thinking about her you know, wished her well, whatever, you know, but just hoped that she would stop talking about me. And that like that injustice is like how, you know, you always want to like fight for fight for yourself. But at the same time, it's like sometimes you just have to throw those ones back and just forget about it. Let them go with love. I don't know if you felt like this, but it's almost like it's hard when you end a friendship when there's someone you spend so much time with. It feels like a death, right? Or like a divorce. When I ended my friendship with this person, it was like, we had spent so much time together every day, all day. And and you almost like know it's unhealthy at one point when like the other person's controlling you, whatever friendship it's in. But you're like, 
well, I like these aspects of it, which is literally an abusive relationship. Yeah, it's like staying right? in a relationship because you feel comfortable. Yeah, you're like, well, it's okay. Like, I really, and like, I know that I know she's a really good person deep down. She just does really shitty things sometimes. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's not really a good reason to be in a friendship. Right. But earlier before this podcast, we were talking about things we wanted to discuss. And I was like, I don't really have any toxic friendships in my anymore. life anymore. Not anymore. I Is it because we love ourselves more? I, I Listen. <laughs> We've been meditating a lot and doing the work. A hundred percent. Yeah, because you can't love somebody unless you love yourself. I don't want... I'm so protective of my energy. Yes. Like, right? I'm like, I don't even like to... I'm like probably a little too far. Where I'm like, I don't even like to exert that much energy towards people who don't really like light me up inside. Absolutely. And I think people don't take energy seriously enough, like energy suckers, like we were talking about yes. before. You know, there are some friends that I've had too where, and like, like for instance, Shay's a perfect example. She'll be like in a bad mood and she'll call me, she'll FaceTime me and be like, babe, I'm in the worst mood. I'm having the worst day. Can you just like make me laugh real quick? And I'll be like, babe, I don't even know how. And I'll say something and then she'll, we'll start laughing and then she'll be like, okay, that was perfect. Thanks. Bye. Like, right. And that's cute. But then there's other friends who are like, who just never like, they're just energy suckers. Right. And they just suck your energy and you have to be protective of your energy. And that's okay. Because that, I learned that kind of recently because I have a lot of energy so like I can like and you give and you give all your positive energy but like you know like some people will be like oh can I just can I come over and hang out and watch movies and I used to always let those people just come and be around me and hang out in my apartment for four hours while I'm working but even though we're not even talking like their energy is distracting me from doing my job. 100%. And, you know, even when I'm like on the phone with somebody who's like sucking my energy, it's like, even though we hang up, I'm still thinking about them, you know, and I'm still, my energy is still there. And also my energy is depleted. So I also look at that same pie, like an energy pie. Exactly. And who are you going to give that to every single day? Because like you said, we have a limited amount of energy to give every day. Like, mathematically like we only have so much energy and like what are you going to think about what are you going to talk about the things you choose like okay i only have so many words that come out of my mouth every day am Mm. i going to choose these like negative ones like talking about people yeah the gossiping yeah that's like you know that's a big one in la (laughs) well in new york too. you know what's funny though (gasps) i'm talking about protecting my energy so i've had a lot of self-growth so in my younger 20s like i just had a lot of anxiety i hadn't worked through and and i was so worried about everything all the time And I had this one friend, Rachel, I love Rachel Hodge. I love you. Um, (laughs) And we were single girls like going out all the time. And I would be so everything was like a catastrophe. If something went wrong in my life, it was a catastrophe. And I remember like we were at work separately texting and I was like losing my mind about something small, probably a guy. And she was like, you are driving me crazy. I can't deal with it. And I was like, I love that. (laughs) It made me feel so bad. But then I was like, oh, like, wow, I need to stop and take a look. And now I would never like, look, there's a difference when you want to call and vent a little bit. Mm-hmm. But even when I call you to vent, let's say, or you call me, we're not like sucking each other's energy out. We're, we're just like laughing, almost frustrated, right? You're, we're friends. Like yes. you're allowed to call me for four days <laughs> and vent all you want for four days. But then when you get to day five, it's That's like, it. you know, my friends and I actually, Sanaa and I have this dialogue where I'll be like, babe, it's day one. You know, like <laughs> after the Golden Globes is a perfect example. Like yeah. I was like, it's day one. So I have four days to go off like about this. And then like, you know, as we get closer to day four, she's like, okay, baby, like, you know, you're getting better. But remember, like, you can't talk about this anymore. And she's not doing that for her, just her. She's doing that to protect my own energy. Yeah. These are the kind of things that, you know, as a friend, you want to say, like, you shouldn't 
focus so much energy on this for both of our sakes. Yes. Because it's not going to do anything. It's over, you know? A hundred percent. So not totally cuts me off after four days. That's like, and so I've adapt. I've kind of adopted that rule. You had like one instance in your life that you vented for four days. <laughs> so I'm like, when do you? Then there was like a breakup that went okay, a little that's longer. Fair. That's I went that, that that went a little longer. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy went a little longer, and uh, you know she had to be like, okay, baby, it's time. You, I'm. I love you, but we're done. <laughs> You're not allowed to talk about this anymore. She's like, practice not speaking about this for a whole day. And it's hard. That's actually good. But it's good good for me. It's good. And you can't like reject that. Just you can't you can't take offense to that because it's true. No, it it just brings you down. And Mm -hmm. no one. I mean, Gary and I've talked about this. He's even big on like family relationships. Don't don't let anyone take your energy like that. Like if you don't look, if your mom, if your dad, if your brother, sister, whatever, like if they're bringing you like you need to draw boundaries for yourself. Boundaries. That's huge. I just learned the word boundary. (laughs) I just learned it six months ago about having boundaries. And it's my mother, when she came to visit me recently, she was like, you need to have more boundaries with some of the people in your life. And she was only with me for three days. You got like all the wisdom. (sighs) Babe, I need my mom to move in with me. She's like a young, pretty Yoda. (sighs) She is. She's Yoda. She's literally Yoda. But I remember when I was a student in London, I had this best friend. Like everyone says I'm every I like I feel like I have 25 best friends. Like I love everybody so much and I like love my friends so much. And I'm so easy to be like a close friend to somebody. Like if I meet you and I like you, I'll be like, want to sleep over for three days straight? Like that's just me. Totally. And, you know, I'm learning to have boundaries just for the sake of my work and the sake of my Mm. own energy. But I remember in London, I was like the old Chloe and I would spend like every day with this person. I'd be like, you can sleep over, live in my apartment, like come to this dinner event with me, come to this club with me because I used to go to the club a lot. Then I noticed that she was like very negative, like talking talking about other people in the school, like criticize a lot of criticism. And I just felt like I was like, oh, I don't want to like talk shit about anybody right now. I'm having a beautiful lunch, you know, like I and love so I, that. I felt like a little bit turned off. And I just accidentally stopped inviting her to stuff. Like, I didn't even think about it. Like, I was just like, you know, oh, I don't want to bring her because she's going to complain the whole next day about every single person that was at this dinner. So I stopped being friends with her as much. And it wasn't even like I stopped being friends with her. I would still eat lunch with her in school. I would still like, you know, go to master classes with her. I would still go to the opera with her. But she got so mad at me because she noticed the change like i she became a daytime friend and not like a nighttime mm. friend and i she I, actually called you out on it she never spoke to me again for the rest of my life i was so hurt and i called my sister i was like you know my really good friend at school won't say hi to me and won't eat lunch with me at school anymore i think it's because i stopped bringing her to parties and stuff but like and i explained the whole situation to my sister and she was like that's because you made her think she was your best friend And you just and like you changed so suddenly that that's like really hurtful to people. And so you have to really be careful about how you treat people in that way. And so that's why like I'm I'm much more conscious about that because like the last thing I was trying to do was hurt her. I was just trying to protect myself. But I went so high low. I went so hard and then like so not hard that I think it really affected my friendship. And, you know, I never spoke to her again since. I mean, the thing is, if she wasn't if she wasn't so negative, you probably would have stayed really good friends with her. Yeah. You wouldn't have cut her off so hard, yeah. which <laughs> that just reminded me of a guy that I dated who he he did. He does this to all women. Mm-hmm. And we became friends after and he would talk about it. And he was like, he goes in so hard emotionally, like, 
love bombs you and he's just like so connected and emotional and then like when he realizes after like a few weeks or two months oh you're not the right one it's just like we could be great friends and you're like yo like yeah. I just fell like, I in love. I don't ever want to be that. I have my whole life planned out. So you just right. <laughs> sorry that that triggered you. That triggered <laughs> no, no, it didn't. It's That's horrible. I'm laughing about it. Now. <laughs> but that was the old Chloe. That was like a hundred years ago. And you know, I think one of the things I appreciate about our friendship so much, and my friendship with like my other closest friends, is mm-hmm. the jealousy aspect, which I think can be really hard and uncontrollable. I love you because. Like we're so happy, we're genuinely happy for each other when right, things we go compete. well. And although although we want things for ourselves, mm-hmm. it's not like we don't want that for you. And I think that can be really difficult, especially as people who are in this industry. Jealousy. I have had friends in the past who were so crazy jealous. Like, and I have to see them still to this day. Like, I thought I would never see you again. You know, it's like I'm moving out of state. Like, I'm never going to see you again. And then I see them like in my work, like at red carpets or wherever. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, I can't even talk to you because it's like, you were so mean to me just because you were jealous. Or, you know, like that whole dynamic. Do you have friends who are jealous? Or did you have friends who were jealous of you? I d- I've had people, yeah, definitely friends in my life where I could feel it, mm-hmm. where they were just, it was, you know what it was? It was like they would judge everything I was doing because, and you could tell it was coming from a place of like jealousy yeah. or negativity. But I will say, I don't ever feel anything with you, but I wonder why it was some people like you can feel a little bit like competitive or not jealous because I definitely have feelings of envy that still come up. Like I'm totally, but like only with other people. And I'm like, I wonder if it's just like, I'm feeling their energy isn't as like beautiful and supportive. And maybe there's just something colliding there because I never feel it with you. Well, first of all, like we're totally different. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like maybe if like I was a wellness expert. I'm only, of a yeah. Pianist. I'm just sharing that to be real. Yeah. Cause I'm like, ugh, sometimes I do and I'm working on that. And I think mm-hmm. like the more in tune with ourselves we get and the yeah. happier inside, we don't care. You know, I think one thing that really helped me because, especially with social media now, when you see so many people in your own field, yes. like, and you're like, why it. am I not doing that? Yes. Thing? And there's, <laughs> yes. it's just like you just are inundated with so much success. Uh huh. One thing that my mom taught me very early was like, it's an arms race. There's always going to be someone more beautiful than you. There's always going to be someone more talented, funnier, smarter, younger, hotter, healthier. There's always going to be that person. And you just have to accept that. And you have to just think about yourself. Because if you constantly compare yourself to other people, you're going to be forever miserable. Oh, comparison's the worst. It's the worst. And it's very hard to maintain that with social media now, but that was something that I really practiced since I was young. So you probably don't feel any like of that energy of jealousy from me because I don't have it. You don't have Um, it. But I do get like envious of other people. Like my friend who's a beautiful Asian pianist, I saw her beauty campaign last week. I was like, like, I would love that. I was like, I want that so bad. (laughs) I was like, how do I get that? But like, I was so happy for her at the same time. But I felt that like, that like fire. Yes, exactly. It's a fire. Like I can do that too. And I want to get that too. And I think that's healthy. I don't think that's jealousy. Yeah. I think that's like competitiveness. That's and- true. I think that when you, you know on the inside when it feels healthy or doesn't. Mm-hmm. I also like that reminded me of what you said about like not comparing yourself. Something that really works for me, like when I see someone doing, let's say like better than me and I'm like, I'll stop and I'll be like, well, they're better than me at this thing Mm -hmm. and you accept it and it's such a release (laughs) it's a release it release it Deepak (laughs) I got it I understand (laughs) I don't know about you but like with those friends who were really like my friend who was like so jealous and mean to me like in public like 
She was jealous that I like got into a club and she was so mean in front of everyone. She was like, you're such a loser. You're such a whore. She called me a whore in front of everyone because I was going to this club and I was like, oh my God. So I just stopped being friends with her. And that's hard. Like, like you said, it's like a death. And yeah. I say like with those kind of people, I just cut them off. Yeah. You just, you're know. like, don't even, yeah. don't even question it. Just cut them off. Like, do you keep, I don't even put them in the outer circle. I have like tears. Like I have my close inner circle, safe zone friends. And then I have like the next tier of like you know friends and then yeah. it gets further out and then there's like the Aleutian Islands I it's so interesting I have my close friends and it's pretty tight mm -hmm. I would say and family that I talk to and then the uh, right outside of that is almost like mine and Gary's friends together mm -hmm. like in our circle we see socially people we see a lot who are all great and that's kind of it I've always just kept my natural instinct has been to keep it tighter. I don't know why. I, it's more maybe it just takes me a little longer to open up to people. So it's just naturally. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're, you're like, so I'm a little bit more. I love it. Like you can <laughs> Chloe, everyone that meets her, you just like loves you is your new best friend. New best you're just so good at it. No, anymore. it's so good. I can't. I, I don't have that in me. Oh, my God. Me trying to bring I would I would meet people on the street. They were homeless and I'd be like, daddy. Let's bring them home. Let's that's bring like, them home. That's like the innocence of a child. That's <laughs> know, so like, beautiful. You know, Deepak told me when we first became friends, it's really important. The five closest people to you are the people you're most likely, you're most going to become. You're going to be like the five closest people Gary to you. says that too. Oh, really? Yes. So Deepak said that to me and I didn't listen to him till like six months ago, but this was like 10 years ago. <laughs> but like six months ago, I remember that. And I was like, okay, like, you know, I have to have boundaries. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like who you, I mean, you kind of, you don't morph into your friends. But remember when the other day oh, we were flying together? And oh, yeah. With I was Gary. like, babe. And Gary's like, you only say that around Chloe. I'm like, yes. And like, she brings out a different side of yeah, me. Yeah. He's like, you, I thought you only called me, babe. Oh, you know what I really appreciate about your friendship, too? Tell me. I just me. have to say. Tell me. <laughs> I love that we have no expectations of each other because there was one other friendship I had to end in my 20s. We had a falling out. Dun, dun, dun. Because... I was always feeling like I was guilty for not calling her enough, texting her enough. She would get so mad at me, like, you haven't even asked about my family. You haven't. What I, It got so bad to a point that, like, we just ended up breaking up our friendship. We even tried, actually, years later, we started talking again. And we were like, oh, maybe. And, you know, I'm like, maybe we were younger. Kind of the same things. If I didn't call her for two months, I'd be like, fuck, like, is she mad at me? Do you have any friends like that? Because it's really exhausting. No, you know, Tina Marie... She actually said that I taught her something about that by accident. And it was that she loved me as a friend. We were best friends. Like we yeah. hung out like before I moved to L.A., we were like every day together. And I would sometimes I was like no show clothes. So like I would just be like, I'm not coming. I don't want to go. And I would change my mind last minute. Right. <laughs> no show and I was totally no show clothes. And she would I didn't know this, but she would get angry at me. And she was like, I. I have to either accept Chloe the way she is and take all the good parts of being friends with Chloe or not accept it, you know? And she was like, in order for me to love Chloe, I have to accept who she is. And part of what makes me Chloe is, you know, I am very like fly by the seat of my pants and I yep. may not show up. And so she was like accepting the person who they are and having no expectations. Like if I show up, great. If I don't, it's okay. It doesn't mean that she, I don't like her or whatever. But to not have those expectations, yes. um, I think, to be reciprocal, I think the most important thing about a friendship is to be reciprocal because it's going to be give and take, you know? Yes, exactly. Whether and it will ebb energy, and flow. Whether it's, you know, money, whether it's like whatever we're talking about, you want to feel like 
you're not it's not you don't want to feel too asymmetrical and I think like sometimes you maybe like for the next six months like I happen to be giving more because you're really busy and then maybe you gave more last year like I think it can always change in any relationship but to never have the expectation because just you know like when I give it's like I'm never expecting anything in return it's like there comes a point where it can become disrespectful but I've only experienced that one time with one specific person you know right it's so true with you you are really that like I could text you and be like Shemina right back for a week I do the same to you but Mm -hmm. we don't get mad at each other it's not because we're ignoring you know we're just like tied up we love each other and if it's really important I'll call you 10 times so you answer yeah Yeah, totally and it's fine right and I think we have to be more forgiving especially now that we have these cell phones with so many messages be more forgiving and and you know accept your friendships for who they are as long as they're not toxic yeah i just think as an adult like guys like we all have our own lives we have family we have our own like don't put so much pressure Mm -hmm. on other people like you don't expect things out of them like be just be like find your own support system that doesn't rely on your friends because that's when you become draining or someone you know becomes draining to you yeah and if if the person's not like receptive to your your feelings then maybe that person isn't the right friend for you doesn't mean that you guys can you have to hate each other or whatever but maybe they just go to a different tier maybe it's not it's not a falling out (laughs) yeah it's just a reposition like a re like a reorganization of the company (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's it for today's episode thank you all for listening we'll be back next week with a new episode Make sure you follow Core Self on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Mona Van and at Miss Chloe Flower. See you next week. Bye. Bye.